This week, your top navigation mistakes. Plus, we have info from five industry experts about what travel will look like in 2021. This is the RV Miles Podcast. RV Miles is brought to you by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation. L.L. Bean and NPF share a belief that every community should have the opportunity and resources to experience the joy of the outdoors together. Through this partnership, they're not only helping people find their parks, they're helping protect, restore, and improve parks across the U.S. If it's outside, L.L. Bean is all in. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Episode number 173 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. The other day, I was thinking about one of my, my biggest navigation mistakes driving in our RV and we were in the middle of New Mexico, uh, northern New Mexico. It was rainy and we were heading back to Abby's family in Kansas City and it was going to be a really long couple days of driving. Was this in the RV or the bus? This was in the bus. Okay, because I'm really struggling to remember the story. Oh, this was in the bus. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember this. I don't remember. Because you were very I, angry at me. I- <laughs> I probably had to block it from my memory in order for us to progress on in our marriage. We we had two big travel days. We went a thousand miles in two days. And the the place we were stopping at for the first night, uh, I missed. <laughs> and, and so then we were driving back to the exit that I missed. And when I drove to the exit that I missed, I drove an hour in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was I... <laughs> nighttime and it was raining and we were heading to a state park and trying to find this campground and in the middle of this long travel stretch. And it was. It I was remember pr- this it now. Was rough. I think I do. Was this after all of the repairs? It was. And it, we it, were it, trying it, to just yes. get back. We were and really it, late for the holiday season. <laughs> we don't have heat in the. We didn't have. Yeah. We didn't have heat in the bus when mm-hmm. we, we drove it. And. Uh, it, it was it was a pretty rough situation. Yeah, all it's around. all coming back now. So that got me mm-hmm. thinking about your top navigation mistakes. So I asked in our Sea America group, if you're not a member, uh, you might want to check out the Sea America Facebook group, which is a compendium to our Sea America podcast. Uh, and it's more than the RV Miles group. It is This is a group to talk about road trip destinations, about places you go, and it's not just for RVers and all that. So I asked about your uh, your funniest or worst <laughs> navigation I, mistakes. And uh, we're going to read a couple of them here. So the first one comes from our friend, Mike, and he writes, not my story, but this one is about my great uncle and great aunt. They were on a road trip and she was driving. He was in the back seat asleep 
under a blanket. This already has the makings of a comedy show. She pulls into a gas station, fills up and heads inside. He wakes up, sees they are stopped and also heads to the bathroom. They somehow miss each other and she takes off without him. This happened in the 1980s before there were cell phones. He sees she's gone and finds someone at the gas station heading in the same direction and hops in with them. They then chase down his wife, pull in front of her, and he's waving his arms at her. She looks like she just saw a ghost. They both pull off. He climbs in the right car and everyone was on their way. (laughs) Ever, (laughs) Ever since that. There was always a spouse check. (laughs) It's always a good idea to make sure your spouse and your children are in the car (laughs) before you take off. This is one of my favorite stories that came out of that because it harkens back to you thinking, what on earth did we do before cell phones? You hopped in a stranger's car and you said, follow that Pontiac. (laughs) I got back on the road. That's crazy. It reminds me a lot of Jeff Daniels story about RVing and leaving his wife behind at a rest stop. I'll link to that in the, uh, in the show notes, in the description, but, uh, and that was during (laughs) cell phone days though. So it can happen at any time. So that was a great one. So the next one comes from Robert and he writes, I was driving with the family through the mountains in central Wyoming, and as a storm was approaching, I asked my wife, who is terribly afraid of bad weather, is that a tornado? I wasn't allowed to drive again or speak for a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would have mm-hmm. been excited if I said it was a tornado. She, Abby, <laughs> being from Kansas City, they, they go out on the deck and watch tornadoes. We this do. Is not- <laughs> I take precautions. I send my family downstairs to the basement or to the safe zone with their shoes and and everything they need. And then I go outside and I look for it so that someone can say yes or no, there was a tornado. And every once in a while I get lucky. And I don't mean lucky like I want to see destruction or anything, but I see a funnel forming way off in the distance. And I think, oh, that's really cool. I would have, look, I would have been such a great partner to Bill Paxton in Tornado I'm or in Twister. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> I can drop dirt with the best of them. All right, what's the last one? All right, the next one comes from Shayna, and she says, on a road trip, we made a last-minute decision to detour to Mammoth Cave National Park and didn't pay attention to where GPS was taking us. The map told us to turn down a one-way gravel road that was slightly overgrown that led to a hidden church. It was creepy as heck. We turned around, kept driving down the road after looking at the map, and then all of a sudden started seeing signs that said, road ends in water. (laughs) We were like, what the heck? It ended up being a tiny, and she emphasizes the word tiny, two-car ferry that we had to drive onto to get us to the other side of the road. I am going to assume they were not pulling an (laughs) RV, but this GPS taking you places before we had the Garmin with the RV, oh, that felt very familiar. Mm -hmm. Very familiar. Uh, Scary, dark roads, though. (laughs) Like That's what I say find the nearest Walmart. We're just sleeping in a parking lot. (laughs) That is scary. Those are great. So make sure you go check out the See America Facebook group. Again, we'll link to that in the show notes for this episode at rvmiles.com. 
slash one seven three. And make sure to head over to the See America page as well to continue reading all of the comments in this thread. There are over 50 of them. It's a great laugh. It makes you feel not so alone when you're out on the road and do something <laughs> a little silly. All right. For the last few weeks, we've been talking about uh, some of our favorite items from our holiday gift guide, which you can also check out over on the rpmiles.com website. We are highlighting an item each each week. We are. Uh, on podcast here instead of doing a full podcast episode on the gift guide. So please go check it out. We're going to talk about two items right now. So mine is this really cool chair from Kuma Outdoors, uh, K-U-M-A. And I haven't tested this chair, so I can't tell you uh, whether I like it or not. But it, I can tell you I've talked to the company and it is such a hot seller right now. And it looks really cool. They have two versions. So they have, it's called the Lazy Bear Chair. It's sort of a, it's sort of like a, a puffy armchair type deal, like almost looks quilted on the back. Yeah, there's room to spread out just to get down in there and flop in and get cozy like a lazy bear. But it's still a folding camp chair. It comes in a really nice black and red checkered pattern and a couple other colors. But what's really cool about this chair, what makes it such a hot seller right now is they have a version, a little more money, that is heated. It is battery powered heated. So it comes with the battery and you turn it on and the chair actually warms up. So I thought that was pretty neat and I really want one. Okay. So when we had the van, we had heated seats, both for the driver and the passenger. When Jason went out to buy the truck and went solo, he bought this truck and it only has heated driver. And Jason was like, I need heated seats. And literally was like, oh, the driver's heated. That's great. I'm good. Like (laughs) everybody else, no big deal. So this chair is literally Jason's version of taking his truck, (laughs) putting it into his campground and having a heated seat. I've never met anyone. One of the most adorable things about you is you're always cold. He cannot wait to put winter coats on. It hits 60 degrees. And he's like, where are my flannels? my giant big puffy coat, and then I'm going to need long johns under my jeans. I'm freezing. (laughs) So this chair was made for Jason. (laughs) All right. What's your item? So my next item, because we haven't talked about any kid stuff yet. So I have a couple of kid clothes items that I want to talk about. And of course, they're from our friends over at LL Bean. We absolutely love their stuff. We put it through their paces with three growing boys every single year. So the first thing I want to mention is their long sleeve t-shirt. We love their long sleeve shirts. They have cute little sayings like happy camper, wildlife. They're very outdoor themed and they are tough. I mean, we have been able to pass down over the couple years we've been working with L.L. Bean. We have been able to pass down these clothes for kids who spend a bulk of their time outside. And so one of those other fantastic pass down items that you will get value out of for years to come is their fleece pullover. That was one of the very first items that we received from LL Bean. And here we are now two and a half years later, I think. And we are passing these down. They look just as good as they did the day we got them. And they're a great price point. They're $50, I think. And you know, When you look at it as something that's going to transition you from fall into winter and back into spring, I I cannot recommend these fleece pullovers enough and just couple it with a long sleeve shirt 
And I push those kids out the door and I'm like, bye. I don't want to see you for half an hour. Love you. Goodbye. Stay warm. So absolutely. If you're looking for some clothes for kids, those are two items I would recommend whether or not we were friends with LL Bean. All right. It is time for our ask of the week. We've been asking, you know, for something that you might want to do to support us if you would be so kind. Yeah. And nobody has to know whether or not you do it. It's totally up to you. <laughs> this week, we're hoping you'll go over and check out the RV Miles Instagram account and follow us there. We share lots of fun little RV travel sayings and means and photos and And your stuff, stuff too. Mm -hmm. That's been a big push this year for us is that we have wanted to pull us a little bit more out of the narrative and you into the narrative a little bit more on that page. So we always encourage anyone to tag us on their photo or use the hashtag RV miles. That way I can find you. I can see the photo and then we can share it with the RV miles community and continue to celebrate the RV lifestyle, which trust us, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a break and we'll be right back with the answer to last week's brain teaser plus some info from some top travel experts about what 2021 is going to look like it's not going to be quiet be right back fall is here so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the winter off season whether you own an rv a travel trailer or a camper empirecovers.com is here to help protect all your vehicles against mother nature EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. RV Miles listeners can receive free shipping, plus an extra 15% off their entire order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RVMiles or use promo code RVMiles at checkout. EmpireCovers.com. Protect what you love. Outdoor enthusiasts of all stripes will enjoy Pelican gear on their adventures. Hard-sided Pelican Elite coolers are all made in America and are available in a wide number of sizes. Get a 20-quart for short day trips, a 50-quart for week-long adventures, or a wheeled 45-quart to keep the fun rolling along. Pelican backs all their hard-sided coolers with a lifetime warranty, too. RV Miles listeners can get a free DayVenture tumbler when they visit EliteCooler.com slash RVMiles and spend over $100. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. A man has just finished painting his house and needs something. He goes to a hardware store. He asks for help in finding what he needs. The clerk shows him where the objects are and tells him that they cost $1 each. The man says, I'm taking $600, so here's $3. What did he buy? He bought the number 600 for his house. He bought three numbers that were a dollar each, the six, the zero, and the zero to put on the outside of his house because he's painting it. And he lives at 600. <laughs> something, something. You have to know a lot of details to make it. Don't, yeah. don't think too hard about this. <laughs> in the city of something, in the state somewhere. Okay. I, uh, I had the pleasure the other day to... Be a part of a, a webinar, I guess, is what you call those things. Oh, people don't use that word anymore. A, a Zoom call. A Zoom call. A uh, Zoom with, call. With five travel industry experts, five five CEOs and presidents of different platforms. Uh, RV Share, Verbo, 
which is sort of a, a version of Airbnb, I'm sure you've heard of, uh, TripAdvisor, and Campendium, which is one of our favorite places to go research campgrounds, and HipCamp, which is a, a big marketplace for you to go uh, find campsites on private land. And this, uh, this webinar was put together by RV Share. RV Share is the peer-to-peer -peer rental RV platform that has had a massive year this year. Their business has tripled in 2020 because the pandemic has encouraged people to get outside and to find ways to vacation responsibly. So people are renting RVs and taking a restroom in a kitchen with them. Uh, so it's, it's become a really big thing to rent RVs on RVShare and Outdoorsy and some of the other platforms out there. And a lot of RVers are making some good money at it. I know there's a lot of like, fear over renting your RV out to somebody, but they actually say that half of their owners make their entire payment, their entire loan payment through renting their RVs out on RVShare. Wow. We need to rethink what we're doing with life. <laughs> uh, all these companies are really big companies and they have put together and an RV share in particular has put together some information about the travel trends for 2020 and what 2021 might look like. But the gist of this all is that it looks to these five experts, at least like 2021 is going to be an explosive year for travel. Wow. Uh, I <laughs> That's all I mean. I'm just going to sit over here and just keep saying, wow. <laughs> and, and, and not just that, but travel. Um, the, 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 one of the things that John Gray, the CEO of RV Share, mentioned is that travel changes. It evolves at inflection points. So, for instance, when Southwest introduced discount airfare back in the 70s, that drastically changed air travel, right? Uh, or back in 2008 with the the housing crisis, there was a rush for homeowners, especially people that own second homes and vacation homes, to find ways to cover their payments. So they put them up on platforms like Airbnb and Verbo. And that's when those platforms began to really break out of the bubble. So my question to you is, what is it that's giving them this indication that 2021 is going to just blow 2020 right out of the water when it comes to how we travel? Well, there are a couple of things. Um, first of all, there's a lot of pent up demand. Only 40% of people who regularly travel actually did any travel at all this year. So there are a lot of people that want to, you know, they've got that pent up energy that want to get out and do it, but they also have vacations that they had already planned. So they're ready to book these vacations as soon as they feel like, you know, maybe the vaccine is out or uh, the the infection rates drop drastically, that sort of stuff. They're ready to book without any sort of planning process. They can just sort of drop in and do exactly what they planned to do last year. In addition, there's a lot of stored value in the system. And what I mean by that is that lots of people canceled vacations and got credits for future vacations. Okay. So there is there is a lot of money waiting there in in terms of credits at campgrounds and hotels and on airlines and all that sort of stuff. 
in, that, that can be spent by these people in the coming year. So I think part of this is to make it really clear that we're not just talking about RVers. No. We're not just talking about individuals who bought RVs. Like we know that last year or this year, I should say the RV sales skyrocketed. We know that there are backlogs on some manufacturers and there's a lot of people RVing, but this is really focused on, I would say, um, the road tripper. Like that to me is a more wide spread way of de like yeah. defining what we're going to see next year. People who are traveling by car, people who are using Verbo, people who are using RV share. So it's not necessarily going to be just someone who bought an RV this year and heading back out to enjoy that RV in 2021. We're going to be welcoming those as well who are renting who are getting on the road to travel by car. And so there's just going to be, from what it sounds like, just this really busy, busy season across all different types of platforms and all different kinds of places once, quote unquote, camping season, travel season kicks in. But do we even have a season anymore? Yeah. Did they talk about that at all? How It is still seasonal. And obviously that depends on where you are in the country. Obviously the 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 season in Florida is different than the season in Minnesota. Yeah. But uh, the part of that is that the booking window is shortening though. So people are making these decisions more last minute. In the past, a lot of bookings might've been on average 60 days out. Now they might be closer to 30 days out. And oh, th that's nothing. <laughs> Talk to me when you get down to 24 hours <laughs> out. Okay. But this is part of what this sort of evolving travel trend that might be happening right now is people are not back in offices yet. And a lot of them won't be going back. Only 20% of white collar American workers are back in offices. And a good portion of them will never go back. A lot of companies are not opening brand new office buildings that they've just recently built. They're allowing their employees to continue to work from home, which really means work from anywhere, right? So now it is a lot easier to drop your laptop in a suitcase and go on vacation for an entire work week instead of just going for the weekend. You don't have to request vacation days because you can work. You can extend your vacation. That's the other real big trend that they think is going to happen starting next year. And it already started happening in 2020 is that vacations are going to be on average longer. They think more days will be booked because people can spend more time because they can do, even if they don't completely work from home, their company may have the ability for them to briefly work from home or from the road. So they'll be able to go on vacation for two weeks instead of one or for seven days instead of four. That sort of thing we're going to see a lot more of. And it's going to be closer to home because those vacations are going to be more last minute. People get in their car and they drive somewhere within one or two hours. So I wonder if we're going to see an increase in it becoming harder to get campsites during the week because, you know, a trend always is, is it's really hard to get something on the weekend and then Sunday rolls around and then Sunday through Thursday opens up in a campground. And then Friday and Saturday, you just, it's hard if you're doing this last minute. I wonder if that's going to extend itself into those weekday bookings. I, I know that you got done with this and you looked at me and you said, 
we need to book we need to book now yeah, so like you you <laughs> left and you were panicked and i thought uh oh we're in trouble <laughs> yeah i so this the reason i attended this uh was for an article i wrote for rv business rvbusiness.com you can check it out i'll link to the article in the show notes so you can see all the real details and the quotes from these people because it's a lot of interesting info that we can't cover right here um but I didn't want to go write the article right after it was over. I really wanted to just go start booking our 2021 travel because I, you know, there are some concerns. And we haven't done it yet. No. We still haven't. What is this? I think you're three, four days out from this seminar and we haven't sat down and done it. We keep talking about it, but there are now at this point where I think, what on earth are we even going to get in California mm-hmm. come March? Like I'm already kind of trying to formulate backup plans to the backup plan to the backup plan. And will be California and will California be ready for us? Tomorrow? Well, yeah. And then right after all of that, um, we started to see some more travel restrictions drop in the West and that's absolutely fine. And so we continue to watch those and see what's going to happen with California, with New Mexico, and then some of those surrounding States. Cause the hope is for us that we would start off in Texas, make our way to California and then head up the coast and head up into the Pacific Northwest, a part of the country we have yet to be able to explore. But one thing we talked about, and we've talked about it here a lot, is that 2021 is going to look a lot like 2020 when it comes to travel, at least in the beginning of the year, in having to be really, really flexible and things are going to shift and change. And what our plan was in the beginning may not be our plan come February. A lot of people think all these new RV owners are going to be selling off their RVs in the coming year. And what I think is that a lot of these new RV owners are going to really start to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. They're going to start using Harvest Host. They're going to start using Boondockers Welcome. They're going to start figuring out how to stay overnight at a Walmart. They're going to find our secrets. (laughs) They're going to start boondocking more. All that stuff that when you first buy an RV that you're a, a little bit apprehensive about, they're they're going to get into a groove of. And they're going to be renting their RVs out. All these mm-hmm. people that find that they only use their RV three times a year, which is the, the average is people use them for about three weeks a year. They're going to say, hey, I've got this opportunity on RV share to, to rent my RV out and make some money back on these payments, even if they're you know, struggling, especially if they're struggling to make payments. Well, you know, one thing I've noticed too is an uptick in views on our Boondocking 101 video mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that are commenting are new to Boondocking and then they find it and they say, oh, okay, great. Thank you. Now it doesn't feel as scary as it once did. So there's clearly an interest in that people are going over to platforms like YouTube and trying to educate themselves, getting ready for the camping season. I think two to three years, we might see a flood a little bit into the used market. People kind of figure out this isn't for them, but this is still very new to everyone who bought in 2020. It's still very shiny. It's still very exciting. And clearly it's still the best way to travel at the moment. They're going to want to do that. You know, especially people who have, you know, got their rigs late in the season, they have all that pent up energy to want to get out there and do everything that they missed in 2020. So It's going to be a really interesting year. And I think that the first few months are going to look really different than the middle of the year. And that the end of the year is going to look very different than the beginning of 2021. 
John Gray at RV Share believes that, you know, in the past, RVing was a, it was a niche travel category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he truly believes that now RVing is mainstream. That is not going back. You know, once this pandemic is over, he, he doesn't believe that that's going to change and that people are going, yes, people are going to go back to hotels. They're going to go back to airlines and all that sort of stuff. But RV Share is seeing a 93% positivity rating, meaning the reviews of their, their RV rental, five-star reviews, 93% of them are five-star reviews. He finds it hard to believe that with that kind of positivity around their platform, that they hasn't banked a lot of new customers that will be coming back time and time again. There are a couple other really interesting things that came out of this that are more on the, the end of what accommodations like campgrounds and hotels need to be doing to focus on this new type of travel and what people want when they're looking for a travel accommodation right now. And one of the biggest things, of course, is connectivity, because a lot of them are going to be doing a little bit of work from the road. They want to extend their stay. They need to have good internet access. The cell service needs to be really good where they're heading, and they need to have good Wi-Fi Um, or some way to access the internet. So Campendium is seeing that the vast majority of searches on Campendium.com are looking for what the cell service is like, which is why we go to Campendium. They're trying to find out what the cell service is like in that area. And Welcome to the struggle. And It's going to be. (laughs) And Lee, the co-founder of Campendium, she was saying that, you know, if you're, if you want to get away from the crowds next year, you got to go to places where there are there's no cell service. Like that's really the the one solid piece of advice she had. And, and if you're a campground owner, and this is all very new to campground owners, it is really time to make that robust Wi-Fi system. Uh, we have, I will say, you know, in the past we've always said campground Wi-Fi is terrible, and often it is. Only a small percentage of campground owners have really been able to make decent Wi-Fi networks, but we have been to several campgrounds in the past year that have had very good Wi-Fi for a large campground that is easily accessible wherever you are in the park. It's really expensive to do, folks. It's incredibly expensive to do. We think, you know, we we spend $70 a month for our home internet that it can't be much more for a campground, but really it is $70 a month times all of those sites. It really works out to that. It's, it's, it's a lot of money, and especially to build the system with all the antennas to go throughout an entire park in the first place. It's very expensive, but that is something that people really want for next year and, and going forward. The other thing that has become very important to travelers is flexibility. They want to know what's the cancellation policy. They want to not put down a ton of money up front if they're not going to get it back. They want to know if they can get a credit in the future. They want that process to be easy and simple because if something changes, they need to be able to deal with it. That's going to be very important going forward. And they also want to know still the health and safety information. The folks at TripAdvisor and Viator, which is their sort of tour booking platform on TripAdvisor, they say that health and safety has become one of the top parts of the sales proposition, right? They say that the customer wants to know right up front 
what are you doing to keep me safe? And what are the things that I have to do that I have to deal with when I get to your business? Am I going to wear a mask? Is there an elevator that's one person at a time? All that sort of stuff is is stuff that people want to know before booking, not in an email before they arrive. I think campgrounds just got a massive push towards modernizing faster than I think a lot of them would like. I think we're going to see a lot of growing pains with some campground owners that things that have been the way we do business for the last 20, 30, 40 years are not going to be the way we can do business anymore. And I think some will embrace that. Some will push back. And I do think at the end of it all, it will be those that embrace that continue to move forward and continue to make profit on their campground and, you know, have a business to continue running because we're all going to be vying for the things you just talked about. One of the quotes in the article is, um, is that the RV and outdoors industry and experiential travel just had a five-year fast forward. This wasn't sort of a temporary, like, this is stuff that we're dealing with while there's a pandemic happening. This was a fast forward on an explosion that was you know, slowly building and, and now you can't put the something back into something. I don't know what's the phrase. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, before we wrap this up, <laughs> I want to say, though, too, I think there will also be a push towards the complete and total opposite and campgrounds that are offering no Internet, no frills, you know, really getting you back to nature. I do think that those are going to become incredibly popular as well. So there is, I think, for campground owners, a decision to be made, like which direction do I want to go? It all works together, right? Yeah. There, there is no like this trend happens and then this trend happens. They all affect each other. And there's always a push and pull. There's always two ends to everything. And all, all of this stuff sort of feeds into each other. And, and you can't just sort of take one thing away and then it, and then it all goes away. There's, it's, it all just sort of, it's this monster that is, that is not slowing down. It's going to Well, be- it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> so that was a ton of information to digest all at once. And it has really given us a lot of food for thought in how we do 2021. And I think that would lead me to ask those of you listening and watching What is 2021 going to look like for you when you hear all of this information? Does it make you want to rush to your computer and start booking out all your 2021 campgrounds? Or does it make you kind of want to pull back and sort of see where everything falls? And, you know, I'm curious because we had such a reaction to it. You had such a reaction to it when you got done with that Zoom call that, you know, it bled into how I was behaving about, oh, we got to get all this done. So head over to YouTube to episode 173 and just let us know down in the comments, like after listening to this, what are your feelings now about the 2021 camping season? Yeah. And please check out the article over on RVbusiness.com, which again, we'll link to in the show notes at RVmiles.com slash 173. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. 
It's time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week? So my black tank, which I'm going to call more of a gray tank, is what I consider to be the moment that the Hallmark movies jumped the shark. <laughs> okay. okay. So I, that, that is, was like five years ago? <laughs> I know for some you're saying uh, the very first Hallmark movie was a jump the shark. So we were watching this one the other night. It is called Five Star Christmas. It was a brand new premiere. <laughs> We were watching it. It is about this travel writer. Isn't it always about a writer? There's just, it's something about that genre that makes it so easy to put these movies together. So it was about a travel writer whose father owns a bed and breakfast. And uh, there's a reviewer coming of this bed and breakfast. And uh, essentially the whole family comes there. A reviewer of a bed and breakfast? Yeah. What's that? Hold on. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Like, I just set up the story here. So the whole family comes to fill up this bed and breakfast and pretend to be different people. They've got accents and backstories and all this, all of this. It's amazing. The reviewer's name is B. Turner, not B-E-A, but just B. Turner. They mistakenly think it's a woman. It's actually another man that's staying at the bed and breakfast with whom the travel writer ends up falling in love with. Okay. What is the jump the shark is there was a line that just sent Jason and I I, off the couch laughing. I mean, it was like probably at this point, it was like 1130, 12 o'clock at night. We're working and this is in the background and they're freaking out about B Turner's review because B Turner can make or break a bed and breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) And we started laughing because A, we had no idea that bed and breakfast reviewers had that much power. B, we also had no idea there were bed and breakfast reviewers who literally made a living that were like the, you know, Siskel and Ebert of the bed and breakfast industry. They just make or break you. And so they are just flipping out because B. Turner could completely trash this beautiful bed and breakfast. And so, of course, it ends up being that they discover it's the guy who... So, so they have to... So they pretend to have accents? Yeah. So the, the older, the, the you know, because there's always the precocious either child or, or grandparent in these movies. So it was a precocious older person. There were two of them, actually. And I can't remember. It seemed like they were doing some kind of a German accent to, like... I don't know, make sure no one knew that they were all related. And it, 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 the shenanigans were just, the, the, oh my gosh. The it older was couple always mildly, you know, falls in, in, in a bit of a relationship to mirror the, the main relationship. Yeah, the, or <laughs> they're already in a relationship. But this older couple relationship actually ended up being her father who thought that the woman that was staying at the inn, who they all thought was B. Turner, who actually wasn't B. Turner. She just happened to be taking pictures of the lodge because she wants to redecorate her home. (laughs) All this stuff. I mean, it was so far outside the realm. And I mean, I, you know, I worked in theater for a very, very long time. We spin a lot of stories every week between America's National Parks and Sea America. I have been asked to play roles that are so far outside the realm of reality and to try and make them real that even me sitting there, I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I would have taken one look at the script and just been like, there is nothing. Nobody takes a look at the script. They write the script and then it, it's handed <laughs> to the actors as it's being filmed. They, they crank those things out. They, they do we, like they, 30 a year. They do like 30 Hallmark 
Christmas mm-hmm. movies. Not they all don't... Christmas, but they do like 30 Hallmark movies a year. Oh, they're all Christmas. They're pretty much all they're Christmas like movies. I mean, there's some that, yeah, yeah. they're they all do seasonal. A couple, they holiday. do a couple like Easter ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, this, you know, they also don't ever build sets. For their movies, they just rent out, you know, apartments and they're and all in Toronto, right? They do film in Canada. I do believe they do most of the filming in Canada. I encourage you to check it out if you need something just in the background where you keep going, huh? What? No way. <laughs> Our they kids just... have even gotten on the train of watching Hallmark movies oh, yeah. and loving dissecting them. Oh, it's, it's, great. <laughs> it's fantastic. And, you know, I'll link to it in the show notes, too, because there's an episode of the Popcast, which is one of our favorite podcasts where they do the nose of Hallmark movies. I'll drop that in there. That's where we got all our tidbits. But this one, I just I had to say, OK, too far, too far. Hallmark <laughs> gets a gray tank from me this year. What is in your fresh tank? My fresh tank goes to season two of The Mandalorian, this last episode, which I almost couldn't watch. And I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I almost couldn't watch it because of the baby Yoda I'm currently wearing on my t-shirt right now. I'm so glad I made myself watch it because we get a character that we have all been waiting for that has had so much hype through all the Star Wars trilogies and movies. And we've always thought uh, he like has two lines. Like, why does everybody go crazy for this bounty hunter? Now you know why. That episode was so satisfying. And I'm even going to go ahead and say that the name Grogu is growing on me. If you have not been watching The Mandalorian, it is the best Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it's so so good. It is what we've been waiting for with narration. It's what we've been waiting for visually. It's what we've been waiting for with, you know, progressing the Star Wars story itself. But just, you know, I have to say, I mean, just the relationship between, you know, Mando and the kid is just one of the most adorable things. And I think something that's always missed a little bit from all of the Star Wars, you know, it's always been really tragic sort of parent-child storylines. And this has its own level of tragedy. And, but it's also really, really beautiful that this sort of little adoptive family and how much they've come to care for each other. Now, what that's going to do, you know, how much Grogu cares for him and what that's going to mean. We've all seen what happens when someone has deep parental issues and love. Um, but this is just been, I could, I could do an entire episode just talking about the Mandalorian. I'm so very, very happy with this season, but I really need it to resolve in a way that's not going to dissolve me into tears. I've resorted to reading recaps before I watch the episode because I, I need to make sure that baby Yoda is going to be okay. It's just too much for you. It's too much. He's too much of a baby. Like, I I can't handle the idea that something that small and precious could potentially be really hurt. So I have to read a recap beforehand in order to sit down and watch the show. So that's my fresh tank. Jay, what's in your black tank this week? My black tank uh, (laughs) in my black tank is people that park the wrong direction on the street. So it looks like you're going the wrong way <laughs> on a one way. Tis the season. It shouldn't be the season for lots of cars parking around a house. But Ugh. tis the season. Uh, if you do that, I'm sorry, but it is something that drives me nuts, especially 
when it becomes like a standard, sometimes it becomes like a standard in a neighborhood that every part, everybody parks the wrong way. We've run into that several times, especially in LA where you drive down the street and everybody's parked the wrong direction. And you think I'm, I must be on a one way. I must be, but you're not, but there's no lane line. So who knows, but you're not, I don't park the wrong way. (laughs) Turn around. The wrath of Jason. What's in your fresh tank? Uh, My fresh tank is Irish cream. This is the time of the year that you can stop using creamer in your coffee, even first thing in the morning and just go right to that giant bottle of Kirkland's Irish cream from Costco and put a splash in there. A splash. It's so good. If you are watching this, (laughs) the entire time we've been filming, I have been drinking this cup of coffee and yes, it does have Irish cream in it. And yes, we did start filming at 10 o'clock in the morning. I have no apologies. (laughs) All right, let's wrap this episode with a brain teaser. How about we? How about you do that while I drink my Irish cream with a splash of coffee? Susan needed to go to the store to buy some ingredients to cook with. She started writing them down. Butter, milk, eggs, baking soda, cashews, oranges, vinegar, and lemon juice. What? Susan making. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on the next episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, we will. And if you are enjoying the RV Miles podcast, we would love a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. Those of you who keep going over there and leaving reviews, bless you. Thank you so, so much. That review is putting us in front of a whole new audience. And we know that there is a whole new generation of RVers out there. So we are excited to get to know them. RV Miles, of course, is all across social media. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and if Jason gets his way on TikTok. But I am not ready to go there yet (laughs) and start ticking and talking. We are also in the RV Miles Facebook group, which is an incredible group of RVers who just really enjoy chatting about the lifestyle. Editor at RVMiles.com if you have questions or suggestions for a future topic. We wish you a continued happy and healthy holiday season. We want to really quickly let you know that Monday Night Live is not going to happen for the rest of 2020. We are going to take Monday nights off so that we can continue to spend time with our family as we shelter in place in the Midwest. Until next week, please be well, be safe, Please wear your mask and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody.